So I don't know about you, but I am really loving these uh, these coaching sessions. Today is another coaching session. Uh, this time with a uh, with a mother and son uh, who run, or two of the owners who run a restaurant called Track One down in El Paso, Texas. This is an old school, now third generation restaurant that's trying to come into the future, into the next generation. They're doing so much right. And on today's episode, you'll hear I coach them for how to make the next turn in their business. I know this is something that a lot of you guys out there struggle with. So there's tons of insight and value on this week's episode of Restaurant Strategy. Don't go anywhere. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast with answers for anyone who's looking. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast dedicated solely to helping you build a more profitable restaurant. Each week, I leverage my 20-plus years in this industry to help you build that more profitable and more sustainable business. I also work with owners and operators all over the country through my P3 Mastermind program. If you struggle to generate consistent, predictable 20% profits, then please set up a free call with someone from my team. You'll get to learn more about the program. We'll get to learn more about you and your restaurant. We'll see if it's a good fit. There's absolutely no pressure to move forward, but the best way to get started is to set up that free call. Visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. As always, that link is in the show notes. Now, we all know managing costs is one of the most important parts of running a profitable restaurant, especially now. But between fluctuating vendor prices, waste, labor, and the never-ending list of tasks that demand your attention on a daily basis, it can be challenging for even the most experienced of us to manage costs well. That's where Margin Edge comes in. Margin Edge is a complete restaurant management software that automatically uses data from your POS and invoices to show you your food and labor costs in real time. Don't wait until it's too late. Margin Edge gives you tools to make decisions in the moment, like a daily P&L, price alerts on key ingredients, and real-time plate costs, all without ever having to touch a spreadsheet. Take control of your costs, work more efficiently, and be more profitable. Learn more at marginedge.com chip, and yep, you will find that link in the show notes. Now, as I said, my guests on today's show are, are the uh, two of the owners for a restaurant called Track One, based out in El Paso, Texas. Uh, Lolly McDermott and Joseph Ramirez. I want to start by welcoming you both to the show. Thank Thanks, you for Chip. having us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, my my pleasure. Um, we're going to make this episode. Uh, listeners of the show, uh, certainly over the last couple of months, uh, will recognize that every so often. Um, I do these coaching calls. Uh, I do that because I think most people know what a consultant is. We see them on TV, uh, but they don't necessarily know what a coach is. And uh, I think uh, the kind of impact uh, that I'm able to make as a coach is is pretty incredible. Um, it's some of the most uh, gratifying work I've ever done. Um, but it, it's sort of behind closed doors. It uh, necessarily so happens behind closed doors. And so mm -hmm. uh, I find uh, people who are uh, willing to sort of uh, open the doors uh, like you guys. So I appreciate it. So uh, we're going to learn more about uh, the restaurant, sort of what's going on, um, what you guys are struggling with, and we're going to use this as a coaching call in real time, and hopefully you guys will come away with something from it, uh, and I'm sure then the uh, the audience is going to come away with something. So I appreciate your willingness to kind of do this because I know it's not the easiest. Um, 
Joseph, you're sort of sort of taking things over. So I'll I'll punch it to you first. Talk to me about what Track One is, how long it's been around, and sort of where you're at in the life cycle of the restaurant. Sure. So we're third generation owners. It was established in 1972, and it started off more of a bar restaurant. Uh, leaning more towards the alcohol and you know a little hangout dive bar and throughout the years it's progressed and um, my mom and her husband have turned it into more restaurant with we still have a full bar but we we want to focus on the hospitality of serving a product which we're really really proud and blessed to have that our local community and people from out of town have graced us with with um having the business that we have and seeing it grow and even still growing into this this little spectacle here in El Paso that's just been really, really amazing. And um, like I said, we're very gracious. Yeah, so talk to me about the spectacle because uh, those who are listening can't necessarily see uh, sure. Your your restaurant is not uh, is not normal, uh, Lolly. Maybe you can fill in the uh, the audience. Uh, let them know what's so special about about this restaurant. It is it is special. Uh, it is unique to uh, the city. I've kind of seen a couple pop up, but it's been here fifty one years. And like he says, it started off as a cocktail lounge. It sits in three railroad cars uh, that are put yep. together. And uh, so that the atmosphere and that uniqueness is uh, um, a draw to people, especially, you know, with families that have kids and the kids love trains. So, you know, they come here for that uh, enjoyment. Besides our food, we're blessed to have um, a product that has kicked off and, and been our, our staple and, and what people come mostly to enjoy here. Uh, that's our our well-known chicken wings they're award winners and uh we kind of sit off the beaten path for a long time we never advertised it was always word of mouth of people you know coming in and even still to this day people come and they'll be like i never knew this place existed and uh yeah. <laughs> been here my whole life so yeah it, it is really special uh that's one of the, that's one of the my most hated phrases ever. Um, it's one of the things that I work really uh, I really work really hard with the the clients, the members of my mastermind group, um, because people have to know you, and if they're before they ever come to you, they got to know you're there. There's yeah. certainly plenty of people that drive right by the place. They know you're there, and they don't ever come. But the fact that there right. are people who would love it and just don't know you're there, it's my most hated. Like, I didn't even know you were here. Like, we, we need a plan for that. <laughs> so I always say, right, if uh, if um, uh, word of mouth is our most powerful tool, then, hmm. then why don't we have a, a strategy? Why don't we have a plan for word of mouth? And I know it sounds counterintuitive. It's like, oh, word of mouth is just going to do its thing, which I, I firmly don't believe. Um, I, I mean, I think it will, but um, but we got to grease the wheels. We got to light the we got to light the match, so to speak. Um, certainly, you guys, there's a there's a novelty factor, like you said. It's a restaurant, you know, inside three train cars. That's okay. I like that. That makes it um, that differentiates it from any other restaurant. I'm guessing in your market. Uh, I, I haven't mm -hmm. I haven't been to a lot of restaurants in train cars. Um, 
And I think that, and I think that's good. So when people say, "Oh, where'd you go? We went to track one. Oh, I don't know it. Oh, it's in three train cars. You know, but the food was phenomenal. Like that's what you want them to say. Like here's why it's different, right? Here's how you know you found it, and this is why you should go. Like great food, right. great service has to be there. But I love that you guys have. The, honestly, I love that you have that that novelty factor already in there because so many places just do something great, but there's no reason for people to talk about them. And so they struggle to get enough business, even though the people would come and love it. So again, one of my most hated phrases is, oh, I didn't even know you guys were here. It just, it right, kills me. Right. Okay, so talk yeah, to we, me. Um, no, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, until all that uh, publicity started to come in, then of course, you know, people started to, to recognize, but it's still that word of mouth where, you know. Oh, of course, listen, no one's gonna, no one's going to come back if it isn't good. They'll come once for the novelty of it. And they'll go, yeah, well, it was fun, but it wasn't really that good. Obviously, you guys are around for a long time. Obviously, you have to back it up. And obviously, you are backing it up. So that goes without saying. I spend so little time talking about how to create great food and great service. Because I find the people I work with, they know how to, how to create a great experience. And what I spend a lot of time on doing, number one, on the profitability side, on the operation side, is making sure people can do it profitably. It can actually make money uh, doing it. And number two, and this is probably um, connected to that, is making sure that people can get people in, right? That you can get customers in uh, consistently and you've got a reliable way to get them back and to then get them talking to help spark word of mouth. So talk to right. me about where you guys, I mean, obviously now, like you said, third generation, um, Lolly, you guys have been running it for a while. Now you're passing it off to the next generation. I'm sure there are challenges there. Um, Joseph, talk to me about some of the challenges in sort of taking the operation over. I know we spoke briefly uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you were talking about how there are things that you wanted to implement, you're trying to do, um, that the previous generations didn't do, the previous owners uh, didn't do. So talk to me a little bit uh, about that. Well, you know, I I think one of the greatest things is that the foundation has been set, right? The roots are planted. Um, It's now taking and adapting to everything new, all the digital era of of it all, and now transitioning and tying it in with what's been set in place. So really that part of it has been, I don't want to say challenging. It's just been a lot more demanding because it's been working. There's no doubt about that the system in place has been working, but it's now going from something that we would do longhand to now going digital and making it a little bit easier on demand from us of, well, here's how we can track things. Here's how we can log it instead of spending hours and hours and hours of Okay, well, let's double check this. Okay, well, let me get that ledger. Let me get, you know, let, let's put the yep. order in and instead of going to pick it up, you know, now they have all these delivery services and curbside pickup and it just frees up our time to try and do and grow and and really take that opportunity of u- utilizing our time a, a little more appropriately, I feel. Yeah, so talk to me about that. Talk to me about the different digital pieces that you've been integrating over the last little while. Sure. So, you know, now with all of the, the POS systems, they'll log everything as long as you tell it what to to keep it the track of, right? Like they'll log all of your sales, all of your your inventory, your your labor. 
um, going from, well, let's longhand the math of we had this much in money, this much in our um, in our invoicing, um, our liquor counts, our beer counts, all, all of that aspect, transitioning and putting that into place to where day-to-day, now the computer tracks it for us. And don't get me wrong, we still need to verify infected. Everything's still in tune. But um, taking that and now incorporating, okay, we have great in-house customers that we're blessed to have day-to-day. Our to-go's have always been very, very demanding. And, you know, we have specific positions just for that. And now bringing forth these third-party delivery apps has just added something tremendous to our to of allowing us to get our product to our customers um you know we can only do so much we we only sit 76 people so yeah. it's not a restaurant but yeah. I mean, just the volume that we produce and that our art our, our staff can keep our customers happy our kitchen it's incredible and, and we tip our hats to them day after day yeah, so talk to me, just to give me uh, a sense, and for the listeners at home, uh, revenue-wise, what will you guys uh, do in a year um, with just your 76 seats? Because I know you said you're, you're sort of maxing it out, you're crushing it. So right, where are right. you guys at so, from a revenue perspective? So last year, uh, we did about $3.5 million revenue. Great. Um, and of that, how much of it is, so two-part question, how much of that is takeout and delivery? And... How much of the takeout and delivery business is attributed to the third-party deliveries versus orders that come in either over the phone or through your own your own online ordering platform on so, your website? So our to-go's are about thirty to thirty-five percent of our business. Um, now okay. with the third party, it's probably getting maybe to about forty percent. We've added that little bit of extra. We just started doing the third party this year. So we're we're in this okay. very infant stage of it, but even with just seeing last year's comparisons to this year, you know we have that growth. It's just like obviously this is a contribution, and in turn it also allows us to handle our in-house customers so much more effectively because we don't you know we're blessed that we have a line constantly, but we're able to have that turnover and get people in, enjoy, have the food, and still in the same aspect well you know what the the weight's here let's order and have it brought to us or let's go pick it up you know we we have different routes to reach our customers yeah for sure and do you guys have online ordering available via the website we are looking into that right now our because we're in train cars our kitchen is a little difficult to maneuver around um i mean it's i call it the track one waltz where We've got to learn to move around everybody and back to back, side to side. You know, it's if we don't right. learn to, it's uh, yeah. And so, our but how do orders come in? So on, uh, so to go uh, pick up and delivery orders come in either mm-hmm. through the third party delivery sites or over the phone, or they call in. Yeah. They call okay. In. So you gotta do online ordering. Okay. Here's your first action item. Right. Your first and action item. Yeah, the right. only reason that we don't is because the capacity in the kitchen, you know, we can't overwhelm I, it. You can it. actually control it better. Here's a, here, It sounds counterintuitive, but you can actually control it better via online 
than via um, uh, a reservationist or, or somebody picking up the phone because you just you just switch it off. When it's off, it's off. You just remove it from right. the from the website, or you just say, or you say, order not available for uh, until eight thirty, nine o'clock, nine thirty, and then let people decide if they want to wait right. an hour or two for the food. But but when you talk, you talked about how can you get more efficient. Here's a really mm -hmm. easy way you can be more efficient with your uh, with your labor hours, is that you've got pretty much one or two people just just manning the phones, taking orders right. during prime time. I'm guessing. Correct. Right. Correct. And if there was another way for people to order that was easier than calling in, I promise you they would do it. And I know that because everybody I've ever known likes to do things that are easier than things that are hard. Of and it course, becomes yeah. easier to, to just go online. Even, I mean, it can be part of your, your message, right? Thank you for calling Track One Restaurant. If you're looking to make a reservation, you know, uh, please visit our website. It, it, you know, that's the easiest, most efficient way to do it. If you want to talk to somebody, you know, please press two. Like that, it's right. so, so easy. Mm -hmm. Now there are really great things too. There's incredible software um, where it's almost like um, uh, like an automated uh, assistant, right? It, it uses right. AI yeah. where they say, mm -hmm. you know, thank you for calling Track One Restaurant. How can I help you? And you say, hey, I'd like to place an order. And I've seen it. I've gone through the demos for certain um, companies, and they say, great, I just texted you the, the link. The easiest way by far to place an order with us is to use that link to, uh, to place the order. Um, if you still want to talk to somebody, if you've got questions, you know, please press 2. It, it's, the, it's that idea. If, and it, so then if you could give people like an easier, more efficient option or then allow them to still talk to somebody, you're just – and then – that person is only fielding a fraction of the calls rather than whatever, 20 or 30 calls a night taking to-go orders where they're writing stuff down. You've already got sure. a computer. You'll have yeah. online ordering available on the site. Mm -hmm. Who do you use for your, uh, who, uh, how is your website being hosted? You use WordPress or Squarespace or Pop Menu or what do you yeah, use? We have somebody who manages that for us as far as that part of okay. the, the the question the answer um we're not sure we're, we i don't know i don't know what they use but we do have somebody who professionally manages it and does you know their part and, of of their contribution gotcha and who do you use for your pos system we use aloha aloha so uh old school like grounded things or is it the new sort of cloud-based terminals it's not cloud-based yeah okay so as you guys move forward, and, and I know it's an investment for sure, um, mm -hmm. but I would urge you, it's absolutely cost you nothing to sit, to sit through a couple of demos. But when right. you're talking about sort of digital efficiencies, um, mm -hmm. finding digital tools that will, number one, save you time, number two, mm -hmm. save you labor hours, so cut down on your labor, and number three, honestly, help you drive more sales, I would have you look at them. So one of our longtime sponsors on the show is Spot On. It's a company I love. They're a sponsor here yeah. on the show because I love them so much. So I would always urge you to start there. Uh, but there are tons of companies that you can look at. I think Spot On is really compelling because of all the solutions they have. And everything is literally under one umbrella. So many mm -hmm. things they do from POS to online ordering to table order and pay to reservation waitlist management to on to sort of then labor management and expense management. And if you wanted to use a program like Margin Edge, Margin Edge really manages your cost of goods sold. That plugs directly into that. They, they speak to each other seamlessly. 
So if you were going to, and, and you really need sort of a, a POS system that can handle online ordering. But the other right. thing that I was going to say, and the other reason why I think you need it, is because every time people go to DoorDash or Uber Eats, right, you, you're giving 30% of your money away. And I'm guessing mm -hmm. they would just as easily, mm -hmm. given your longevity, they know you, you're, you're a staple in the community at this point, I have to imagine. They would sure. gladly come to you first, and they would gladly, especially now, most consumers know that, that it's better for businesses if they come to you directly. So that if you gave sense. them a really easy and effective way to do it, um, I don't know what the investment would be to change over your POS system. I, it's not small, and I get that. Um, mm -hmm. But I promise you it will pay for itself in a matter of months with mm -hmm. the additional revenue that you'll be making and the money that you'll be saving. The other thing is if you didn't want to change your uh, POS terminal, um, just your website, again, another sponsor here on the show, full disclosure, um, they're a sponsor of the show. They support us simply because I love them so much, but a company called Pop Menu. Pop Menu uh, builds websites that are sort of grounded in search engine optimization, so SEO, but they've got really great phone answering technology. That's one of the demos that I've gone through, and they've got really great online ordering. So again, that okay. might just be the solution that you're looking for if you didn't want to do a full POS um, overhaul. That's not me shilling for these companies. I, I push people all the time to those companies. I, I reached out to them as sponsors simply because I was already sending them so many, so much business. They're sponsors, they're, they're companies that I really believe in. So yeah, if you're still on that last generation of technology, mm -hmm. like Aloha, mm -hmm. if you've got somebody just sort of building your site, right now we just need more from our from the tools that we use to, to your point, you know, greater efficiencies, we can save more on labor, free up more of your time and actually drive more revenue. The tools that are out there are so compelling. It'll be, you know, five hours of your week to sit through a handful of demos. You know, all the demos are right. 45 minutes long or so. It's absolutely worth your time to go through it. And even at the end, if you say that nah, we really don't make it want to make a change, then at least non-action is still a decision. Say we've decided sure. to do what we're doing. But I think when you go through them, you're going to find a, a, a there's a lot under the hood of these companies. So we we have tried to or we are trying to bridge that gap from going. Um, this is where I guess an, another part of my my generation of, you know, being here and understanding the digital aspect of it. We've had conversations of, well, let's look at the POS system and see what options are there available and we have sat through several demos. I mean, we've, we've done homework to see, do we want to uh, have this expense right now? Do we want that transition of going from this POS system that we've used for, you know, 15 years into now learning a new one? Because, you know, we do have young people working here and we have people that we're, we're so blessed that have been here with us for 20, 30 years. And so it's... Go ahead. There will be a learning curve. I will say yeah. the programs yes. these days, the systems are so much more intuitive. Having worked on sure. Squirrel, Micros, and Aloha for a big chunk of my operational career, the okay. long time that I was spent, and they're complicated and difficult to work with. And, and again, Squirrel, Aloha, and Micros, three of those like legacy 
um, big box POS systems. And now they're so much easier to set up, so much easier to learn, so much easier to use on a daily basis. The reporting is so much better. The way that they talk with all the different technologies now is so great. Right. So if you get um, a scheduling software like Seven Shifts, it's mm -hmm. going to work with your POS data to help you uh, forecast and give you sort of budgets or, or targets for where your labor should be in front of house, back of house. Same thing with like Margin Edge. Again, another piece of software that plugs in that helps you manage your inventory, your PARs, your waste, um, do your ordering, right? Keep real time, um, keep real time uh, uh, tabs on your COGS, especially as prices right. are fluctuating. All of that we we didn't have 10, 15, 20 years ago. So I will say, I know I know you're talking about like the switching cost, right? Like, like it, n number one, the investment you have to make. Number two, sort of the friction that you'll put your staff through. Uh, but I promise right. you, it's so much more intuitive these days. Um, the companies that are out now that are creating um, the software that 90% of the restaurants use is is so so good and and they've they understand sort of the friction and the and the the trauma that comes from switching yes does that make and, sense oh absolutely today's episode of restaurant strategy is also brought to you by seven shifts seven shifts is a team management platform built specifically for restaurants Great restaurants are built by great teams, and Seven Shifts is your secret weapon to better understand your restaurant, to hit labor targets, and to keep your entire team connected. With drag-and-drop scheduling, in-app communication, task management, tip management, and more, it makes restaurant work a lot easier. From back of house to front of house, managers, franchise owners, and even larger corporate teams, Seven Shifts has benefits at every single level. Plus, it integrates with the other systems your restaurant already uses, like POS and payroll. Turn your team into your competitive advantage. Restaurant Strategy Podcast listeners get three months absolutely free. Get started at sevenshifts.com slash restaurant strategy. That's the number seven, S-H-I-F-T-S dot com slash restaurant strategy to get three months free and join over 30,000 restaurants using seven shifts today. Yep, you'll find that link in the show notes. We're not intimidated of in the aspect of we understand that it is going to be an investment, not only financially, but, you know, for us, for our staff. And I, I believe that we are on the same level as far as our mentality of inevitably it's going to happen, right? It's going to happen for the sake of our growth. And in the meantime, we are beginning an endeavor with Restaurant 365 to at least try to utilize right. this program to okay, maybe we don't have an all-in-one, all under the same roof uh, operation, but at least for the meantime, let's bridge it together and gradually start pulling us more towards that digital um, cloud-based system. I, I think what they do is really great. Here's honestly, I think okay. if you guys go, given, you're telling me that you're doing that 35, maybe as much as 40% of your revenue is being generated mm -hmm. from takeout and delivery. Yes. I promise you that your overall revenue at the end of the year, I, I mean, I've just seen the data. I've seen enough of my clients go through it. Uh, when you integrate online ordering on your website, yeah. make sure it's really good. I think you'll see a 10 to 15% increase in total top line revenue. If you're already doing 3.5 million, that's going to be a big increase. It's aside from the efficiencies and the costs it'll save you, which it will mm -hmm. just for top line revenue. And if that isn't compelling, uh, compelling enough to make an additional 
don't know, three, four, almost $500,000 in a year just from make, just from adding this option out there. Um, I I don't know any, just about any, I don't know. I I really don't know anything else that can have that kind of immediate impact. And I've seen it Mm -hmm. time and time and time again. Right. I I believe it. Yeah. Just you saying that they could go directly to us instead of that third party, you know, percent. Because what happens when they go to your, I I don't have your website pulled up in front of me. What happens when people go to the website? It's just, it urges them to call. Yeah. It's just a website really basically. Yeah. It's, it's, if you just gave them an easier way. Yeah. Right. So then it goes back to the website, right? 10 years ago, a website existed as like an online brochure, a calling card, right? Like right. this is who we are. This is what we do. This is wh- how we started. This is why we do it. All of that. And now it's just very, very different. 10 years right. ago, we needed, you know, eight pages, 10 pages, 12 pages on a website. Now, if you can have three, that's really great. The idea is what do you want some, uh, someone to do, right? I either want them to call, make a reservation or place an, uh, place right. an order, right? right? So right. I always joke right. around say, give me money now or make an appointment to give me money later. Like right. that's what sure. we need. Like, and a website has to be optimized for that. And you've got to figure out what are you optimizing for, right? What's the, right. What's the number one goal you want? Probably to uh, book a reservation. Um, or then the second one is to place an online, place an online order. So the whole website exists yeah. for that. And a, and a lot of the, a lot of the best websites out there do it, do it really, really well. Um, yeah, that's one of the things for sure that needs to be updated on our website. I, I can, I can say that cause it doesn't do it right now. Like you said, it was kind of created in that time where it was, it was that calling card. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I was going to say, we, it's, it's probably even, the, the no, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say it's probably the 10, 10 year ago website mm-hmm. is the one that no, we have. You sure. know, it's that's right. It's tried to get right. a little bit with, with with the way that everybody just has their phones in their hands and they want immediate, you know, that if it's not there, they're, they are. They're going to go somewhere They've else. Moved on. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. It's the you know, we live in the age of Amazon and the one click purchase that yep. I can just buy it with my thumb with just tapping my thumb yeah. on it. And we want right. to, in the restaurant industry, we want to make something just about as effortless. And sure. and I mean, that's why, right, the, Star, the Starbucks app is so convenient, is so successful, because people like now don't have to go in and wait in line. They just, they've got their order saved. That's true, they walk in and they're, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's so already, and it's already ready. So. In our industry, we are um, we have to be thinking in those terms. And here's the thing. And you were talking about how uh, Joseph a few minutes ago, you said where you know there, it's an inevitability, and I would totally mm-hmm. agree with you, right? They always say progress only moves in one direction. We we will never right. go back to, right? I was I always talk about TV, right? TV used to be black and white, then it was color, and it was antennas, you know, the rabbit ears, just you know, five or six stations, mm-hmm. then it was cable. And now we're streaming services and I'm sorry, but streaming is just better than anything that came before it. Cause I can watch what I want when I want Mm -hmm. on any Mm -hmm. device that I want. It's better. TV is better now. It's different. And we can lament the good old days. And we all sat around and watched cheers together as a country. (laughs) But at the end of the day, we've got more content, right? More shows. We've got better shows, a greater diversity of shows, meaning you're not stuck with the, the, you know, 
channels. I don't know, 40 shows okay. that are on three major channels. Now we've right. got so much, like anybody can find stuff they really love. In any event, that's TV, right? The same thing is mm -hmm. true with restaurants. Progress only moves in one direction. What we have now is better. It's different for sure. But I think it's our job to figure out how do we use technology to, again, drive more revenue, save our expenses, give us greater efficiencies. And ultimately, and this is what I really care about, and we don't spend enough time saying it, but I'm interested in how do we actually make the experience better for the guest? How do we use technology right. to create a more human experience? Going back to that, to, to the people you've got answering your phones to take orders, like every time they're on the phone, somebody walks into the restaurant and sees somebody on the phone. They're like, oh, they either have to wait or it feels like they're not the most important person in the world. And I, I think when a guest walks into the dining room, they are the most important thing in the world. They've chosen to eat with us right. over another yes. 50 or 100 options. And I know you guys agree with me. So I want, that, yeah. I want that person to put the phone down so they can say, hey, it's so great to have you. Welcome. Is everybody here? Let me get you seated. Follow yeah. me. Rather than jamming a finger up in their face, say, oh, just, just give me a second. One second. Yeah. <laughs> While they're taking the order. I think that you hit that uh, right there for me, the uh, chord, because I always say, you know, you want that experience to be able to um speak to someone have that connection and i think that's probably been my drawback of not um like even with the third party uh um ordering is we always say you yep. know at least they can answer the question as to you know uh, suggesting something else in addition to or how it's cooked or this and that and the other but actually you know seeing what we've done with those third parties it it can work uh so this it is really something does else. Yeah, that was the drawback with the online and the overwhelming, but it's, it's, it at least it, it's, we're testing the waters there. And now it's totally. like, okay, that makes so, more sense. Cause I would have, I would have said, I, it was always like, no, no, we can't, not that we can't, but yeah. we're just, we're ready yep. for it or so. Not uh, yet. Yeah, totally. It, so it, then I will go yeah. back to that. Right. So if Joseph, you're saying, Hey, this is an inevitability. Uh, but in the meantime, we're just trying to dot, dot, dot. I just, I think you have to limit that time in the meantime. I, I really do believe yeah. um, if you guys are going to survive into the next generation, and we talk about this pass off, um, it just becomes really important for us to look at and think of consumer behavior. And, and sure. this, and this is where, this is where uh, my, my work as a marketer becomes really important that we have to continue to serve our guests. And so we have to make sure we understand what are the ways in which they want to be served. Uh, you know, Lolly, you said a, a few minutes ago, you said, you know, they're, you know, this next generation is just on their phone. They want it at their fingertips and they want and they want it now. So you said it. You heard it like they want what yeah. they want now. And I'm I'm betting you're losing a lot of revenue simply yeah, because, because there's we're, no we're way. So for yeah. We're limited in space here and people want to come eat. But they're like, no, it's too you know, long of a wait or. Uh, and so we've seen the people that those pro probably those people that are ordering on those uh, services to get what they want to receive here from track one. They love our wings. And so uh, yep. but they'll, if you're telling me if you're come. telling me you're on track to do three and a half million and you're saying 35 to 40 percent of that is coming in and the majority of that's coming in over or meaningful amounts coming in over Uber Eats. Uh, you mm -hmm. guys can are, are probably on track if you did this 
made an online ordering, right, and a more optimized website. Um, I, I mean, to save 100K this year, 200K this year, which sure. is real, real money. If you're doing that, just looking at the kind of revenue you will drive that you're losing right now and the kind of fees you will save from those commissions, I, mm -hmm. pro I promise you, this thing will pay for itself in a matter of a couple of months. Well, um, just to be you know, transparent is that's what I'm projecting that we're on with just these third party apps or, or numbers along those lines. So even, you know, again, it's been a conversation to do the online ordering and it's just been, well, can our kitchen handle it? Can it, you know, this or that, but you know, it's, it's very intuitive to where if it's online ordering and it's going straight to our system, then you know. that's, so here's the other thing. If you're at capacity, right? So to, to your point, right? If the yeah. kitchen can't handle any more, you're switching on another revenue stream, which is online ordering. If right. that's all you can handle, then you just switch off the third-party delivery right. because right. And right. you're making 30% more money that way than, right. than the other way. I, I right. firmly believe. And so if it's, hey, we only have a capacity, well, then I'd rather do the capacity on your own website because that, by okay, definition, right. that, money, that money is greener than the ones from DoorDash and Uber Eats and whoever else you're using, right? We already I want, turn I want them greener money. money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it makes perfect I want sense. Greener money. Sometimes, so, okay, sometimes so then, we're just so busy. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, sometimes no, we're just so no. busy doing things and thinking about it that it takes something like this in conversation to go, oh, wait a minute. Well, you know, 100%. Turn right on. This, is, yeah. this is what I hear all the time. It's one of the great pieces of coaching is that I didn't create a great restaurant. I don't, I don't, you know, make great food every day. I'm not providing the hospitality. You guys do that. You are doing so much right, right? It's, it's the Michael Jordan example, right? Michael Jordan was coached by Phil Jackson for the, the most important years of his career, right? Mm -hmm. Phil Jackson mm -hmm. didn't make Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, right? But he made him that much better. Either. And so part of that is just perspective. And insights and mm -hmm. the fact that I can be here on the outside and say, hey, you know what? Based on the other 85 companies that I work with right now, this is the data I'm seeing. This is what I've helped them do. These are the results I'm seeing. And I think if you applied that, right, like I'm not telling you, oh, you know, I have another client over here that did it. I work with right now 85 different restaurants at the moment. You are not the first conversation that I've had like this. I've probably mm -hmm. helped transition 15 or 20 of them over. Right. And I meet with these 85 uh, different restaurant owners every single week. So I got my finger on the pulse and I don't do anything extraordinary, except I think I offer perspective, just an outsider's um, an outsider's view. I can be a little bit more objective than they can be. And because I'm not mired in the details of the day to day, which clearly you are right. There's that mm -hmm. old cliche. Spend all your time working on the business, uh, you know, in the business. You can't work on the business. I'm right. out here helping you guys figure out how you can work on the business. You guys are great at working in the business, but then how do we do better? We sometimes we just got to sort of lift ourselves up out of the mud and say, oh, we get a better view. And I'm here on the side of the um, I'm on the side of the road. I can see more clearly. And that's that's nothing that I do that's extraordinary, except the fact that I'm just not in it every day. And that's that's one of the values that I can provide for the clients that I work with. It's, again, one of the real powers of coaching. Um, you are not the only people uh, 
out there dealing with this. I'm sure there are thousands of people listening to this episode going, yeah, that's me. I'm there. So just like I'm telling you, I'm going to tell everybody else. It's free to go through the demos. So if you're dealing with old, outdated uh, technology um, that isn't working for you, meaning an outdated website, an outdated POS system, you know, if you're lacking, you know, really great sort of uh, guest management through, you know, your table management reservation software, on and on and on. There are all kinds of different ways to improve. It's only going in one direction. And I think I think sooner rather than later, because otherwise you're going to be left in the left in the dark. Right. And that I really, right. really believe yes, because I, pretty I, soon, I pretty soon guests are going to expect uh, table ordering 100 percent at certain level of restaurants at a casual restaurant. They're going to expect to be able to pay at the table. They're going to be able to they're going to expect to not have to talk to people when they place their online orders and the next generation just isn't going to mm -hmm. stand for the fact that I have to have a five minute conversation to place my <laughs> order when I should be able to do it for 30 seconds, you know, while right. I'm at a red light, which is true. Right. I have ordered yeah. many a meal at a red light as I'm on my way home simply because I know we're running late and we got to grab the kid from T-ball and go. I'll just order sure. this real quick so my wife can go pick it up on the on the way home. Um, right. What I don't have is the five or 10 minutes to call because I just need the order. I need the cooks to start working on the order. You know what I mean? Yeah. The convenient factor. And that's just, that's the world that we live in now is that everything is in the blink of an eye. Yep. That, you know, the, like you said, with Amazon, just buy now, buy now with the third parties, order now, order now. And um, yeah, it's, we're aware. Do you know Amazon, their biggest hour? Do you know what their biggest hour for revenue is of the day? It's something like late hours, right? Like something it's late when... hours. It's ten. Uh, mm -hmm. Typically, it's it was ten to eleven p.m. at night. Yeah. Because what happens yeah, is everybody in gets into bed. bed. They're sitting mm -hmm. with their phone and they're going, "Oh yeah, let me order that. Oh, let me order that." And part of that is like you're worn down. It's the end of the day. You're tired. You see something you like. Or that's the first opportunity you have to say, oh, yeah, I meant to order trash bags. Oh, I had to get more paper towels. Oh, I meant to right. get that new uh, that new binder for my son for school, you know, and you just you catch up on all the stuff. And while you're there, you buy more stuff. So mm -hmm. it is. It's like, but we do it because it's 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 so easy. And so we just have to make this so the same sort of uh, ease in the transactions and the relationships that we have with our people. At the end of the day, your people love you. Let's just make it easier for them to be a part of what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I always tell everybody, you know, the next that's the next generation. That's his generation. And, you know, we're we're coming into it. You know, we're old school. And so but I, I see yep. that convenience. But, yeah, no, the, definitely this is where it's at. So uh, and I think and it's course, the companies that I think it's the companies that integrate sort of the new school solutions with the old school mentality, I am convinced those are the ones that are gonna survive. No one wants just a bunch of robots around here. I want a right. robot for the things that are, you know, I, I use this example, at McDonald's, right? We used to have cashiers at the register and now we have the big kiosks. Right, at a certain right. point, McDonald's, what about eight or nine years ago, realized that transaction is transactional. The, the people are acting mm -hmm. like robots. What can I get you? You know, so it's get the order, get the payment, right. move on, get the order, get the payment, move on. They weren't able to be personable. They weren't saying, Hey, how you doing today? Hey, you know, they weren't, you know, yeah, I see your Yankees hat. Are you a Yankees fan? There was none of that going on. 
right? Yeah. But then if we're just dealing with a computer, let's just deal with a computer, a.k.a. a kiosk. And then the people can walk around and actually be personable. And um, and that's what we find like over and over that the data shows that that McDonald's had succeeded in that transition. And now you see all these other companies sort of integrating other other technology solutions. Um, I think right. it's going to be the companies that that are new school, create efficiencies and all of that, but then are old school in the way that they create hospitality. And there's there's such an opportunity at this say. at this moment right now. Yeah, yeah, there's still that opportunity for, you know, people that still like that interaction to be able to come in and have that, you know, personal uh, interaction with the actual person. But so much of us like, you know, I, I, being busy and run with kids that uh, that other aspect is, yeah. is so important. And, you know, we're always trying to say, make sure you make it, you know, that hospitality aspect of can you put a smile? Can you, you know, <laughs> so that that yeah. way at least they don't have to deal with yeah. that, you know? of us trying well, to train know, somebody to be that way <laughs> it's so funny right and if you if you make i don't i always say like especially with like waiters right i was just going to talk about the like the little handhelds um that a lot of companies have <laughs> spot on in particular as a pos company and they have those little handhelds and i love mm -hmm. these handhelds because it frees up half of the waiters night so especially if right. you go take an eight top or a 10 tops order, right? Mm -hmm. It takes forever mm -hmm. to get everybody's right order and all the modifications. Mm -hmm. And then you got to go over to the computer and you're like, sub this, sub that, no onions, dressing on the side. Mm -hmm. And for, you got to do that 10 times, you know, for yeah. both appetizer and the entree. Before the order goes in. Right? It is. It's another 10 minutes. I, I can remember years ago when I used to wait tables. Like I'd see a ten top, I'm like, I'm already in the weeds. Like I know what the next half hour of my life looks like, because it's gonna take me about ten to fifteen minutes to take the order, and probably ten to fifteen minutes. And you'd see certain tables come in, and you're like, man, all ten of them are gonna modify every single thing they order yeah. with me. You know it coming. I used to, uh, I used to step away from tables. I used to step away from tables and like grab my, you know, somebody next to me. I'm like, I'm totally crushed. I'm out for the next twenty minutes. You have to take my right. station. Like they need to be <laughs> greeted. They need another glass of wine. Can you take the dessert order there? And uh, can you mark that table for desserts? Like I'm done because I will be at there. But with like these handhelds, you just do that work once, right? You're just at the table. You take yeah. the order, you take the order, take the order. You go around. And then as you step away from the table, you hit send. And then yeah. you're basically back in your station to greet the next table, to get another uh, glass of wine for this table, to clear this dish, to make conversation, to talk about the menu here. You know, all the things you could do in that 10 or 20 minutes that it was going to take you to now put that 10 tops order in. You're just back on the floor to be more personal, to upsell, to to clear the table so it can be reset so we can, you know, uh, limit the, the wait time at the front door. There's so sure. many things that we can do with the time that we've now saved our waiters. Absolutely. So we just actually got um, a tablet maybe about a month ago, month and a half ago. That um, was going to be, you know, just a let's see how it works. And um, we got it to for one to to free up the POS station from from the to go orders because we'd have somebody on the phone with to go putting in the end. You know, that station is tied up. For the evening. Yep. So the phone line's this, tied up. Your reservation is this tied up. Yeah, and the POS go. terminal. You're sort of there making my go. point. But continue on. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 no. Just that. Just to, okay, well, let's free up that station. Now we have the portable tablet. And it's, um, you know, obviously the screen's smaller. But it's it's made things a little more efficient as far as 
we're not all jam-packed in the same section you know? i just made a notation hands handhelds you know like handhelds. Just, they're so great i mean, I mean they're you know all of the solutions here. yeah 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 here, here's the here's the thing joseph what you just said right like the viewing sure. experience on a desktop computer i have this beautiful mac at home it's a nice big screen it's a great way to experience it and yet mm -hmm. 80% yeah, 80% of the of internet traffic in the world is on mobile. Sure. Yeah. Like sure. like what it's not better, it's just more convenient cuz we're out and about and it's just in our hands and we're on the couch and we're at the red light and you know we're waiting in line at the supermarket and we're waiting for our our food in the restaurant like it's just e it's just easier there. It's there at all the time. Hands. So yeah. right. Yeah. We yeah. have the world at our fingertips quite literally. Um, yep. All right. So you guys are going to do that. You're going to make some calls. You're going to be really serious about this because I think it's going to make a huge impact in your business. And we can certainly talk offline and I can connect you to people, um, uh, specific individuals. If um, if you want, I'm happy to do that. Uh, people I know and trust um, that I think will take care of you um, or you're welcome to go and just make a bunch of calls and set up a bunch of demos. But um, I definitely think you owe it to yourself um, to sit and have a bunch of conversations. Um, and probably before you do those to sit down and say, okay, wh what do we really need? Like, I, I think there's sure. an, I think you can upgrade your POS, um, so that you can do yeah. online ordering so that you can do, um, handhelds so you can do table, you know, order and pay. Like, I think that's, that's probably something that's going to serve you very, very well. I've always wanted the customers to be able to, at least, even if they could just put their drink order in, you know? while they're still deciding and having somebody come to their table to take their order. But, you know, a hundred percent. What's the, what's that's the worst part of the meal, right? When you're just waiting, like, am I alone? Am I taken care of? Am I in good <laughs> yeah. hands? Yeah. It's yeah. been a long day. Yeah. I just need a drink. You know, it's okay. Yeah. These are the two biggest issues we hear over and over again, not just in the last five or 10 years, for like the last 200 years, the two right. biggest issues, uh, the biggest gripes about restaurants are it took too long and I couldn't find my mm -hmm. waiter. Right? I was going to say, then they get forgotten. They get sat down, and it's like, you know, they don't even realize it. And we've had them leave, and it's so frustrating to, to have a customer have to have uh, uh, that experience. And we can and we can solve it, right? Like, yeah, sometimes somebody's <laughs> just in the weeds, and they just didn't see that they were sat, and they just can't right. get to them. It's inexcusable. We've got enough people on staff. Everybody can't be weeded at the same time. Um, right. So it is inexcusable. And that happens less, less often. I, I would like to follow sure. up it, you know we, we really yeah, do try to provide that customer service and, and it's just but it, it happens, happens. Yeah. It, it but happens. to be clear i'm not talking about you i'm talking about every restaurant in the yes, world right. right it's like because sure. everybody wants to eat at 7 15. i'm sorry everyone <laughs> right. gets hungry at like 12 30. like Right. Like it's right. just right. being, you know, as long as we have a business that caters to human beings, we're going to have to sort of deal with the rhythms of being a human being. And sure. people sure. all pretty much get hungry at the people all pretty much get hungry at the same time. Um, yeah, it's it, yeah. that's when they all come in and they're always saying, you know, when's your least busiest time? It's like, well, don't come at dinner time. Come, <laughs> come between lunch and dinner. And it's Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Th 315. No exactly. one's hungry at 3.15, but yeah, that's, we'll get you in and out at 3.15. <laughs> we used to, to be honest, I used, so I worked in New York for a very, very long time. And one of the best parts when you uh, run a restaurant, so I worked a lot in fine dining, when you run a restaurant that then um, gets a Michelin star, 
Um, and then mm-hmm. you end up catering to a lot of European diners. And what's interesting is that a lot of European countries, they dine later. They start dining at 8, 8.30, 9, 9.30. And so in right. New York, when most of your, you know, 5, 5.36, everybody comes in pre-theater or post-work. Then 7.30, 8 o'clock, it's another big seating because that's when most people want to go to eat. And then we have all these European tourists sort of come in at 9, 9.30, which is when they're used to eating. We sort of get that um, that elusive third turn, which ends up uh, yeah. being really, really beneficial from a revenue uh, standpoint. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's the it's that thing. Um, I want to switch gears because I want to. Uh, so, like I said, Joseph, you and I connected uh, a little while back and we were talking mm-hmm. about some of the other things. So we're talking about some of the we spent a lot of time talking about technology and I hopefully have convinced you. But I want to talk about the other because one of the things that you mentioned to me and I want to I want to huddle up about this is sort of sort of how you're structuring management, you know, how the how the place runs on a day to day basis. Talk to me or, you know, bring the bring the audience uh, up to speed there. What are sort of the challenges that you're dealing with? So for the longest time, we didn't have an official manager on the floor. Um, We have a bartender who you know, we, we sit about 15 people at the bar and it's always been, you know, the bartender has had the access to the drawer to void this, comp that. Serve um, as the manager. Yeah, serve as the manager. And, you know, we've just grown to a point where with the the volume that we're now experiencing, it's just impossible for that person to provide that service as your bartender, as a server, and then to still have to deal with the responsibilities that a manager needs to to face. So that transition was, um, it's been, I don't want to say difficult, but challenging. Because again, we've had people here who they've, they've been here for 15, 20 years, and it's ran this way for so long. And now we're trying to implement this new structure where okay, we do have a floor manager. We do have somebody who's going to help fill in those little gaps, go and service our customers as needed to make sure that the experience is what they deserve and have those responsibilities that, hey, you don't need to worry about this anymore. We just need you to focus on the customer themselves. I'll handle all this other stuff. Um, That structure has been demanding to just to find the right ingredients and put them all together. It's been positive, you know. Been needed. So yeah. you do have somebody in that management role at this point? Yes. So we've we've now put in uh two floor managers and we're about to implement a third that is just it's made a night and day difference of um again, just the structure, making sure that people are moving appropriately, the roles are delegated, filling in for somebody because call-ins happen in this business. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yep, I don't need do. to explain that. Who's in and knows. Um, so just having that person here to guide and lead during those times, during a rush, during someone calling in, you know, it, it's it really has made a phenomenal difference. Great. How long ago was that that you put that uh, implemented that? Mm, probably like we're going about three months now. Great. So. Talk to me that uh, that puts more stress on your budget, right? How has sure how have you guys maintained profitability now that you added basically three salaries to the um, to the payroll? 
So that has been a hurdle because, you know, it's as it is, it's hard to find somebody who wants to be a manager who's been a server because you make good money as a server, as a bartender. It's hard to leave the tips behind. And, you know, there's been a couple who they didn't want the position, even though they were manager and bartender, they didn't want to leave the tips. So, you know, we've had to make the, the position enticing enough, but something that we can still sustain. And because of the um, all those little voids that have been filled, having this individual specifically there to put the little fires out, um, we still have been at about 19% labor, uh, which you just, I think, is, is doing okay. That's amazing, yeah, and um, and obviously the other expenses are all in line, so things are so things are going well. Nineteen percent is amazing. Yes, that's that was one of the things. So I'm a numbers person. I'm I'm building my spreadsheets. I'm putting everything together. I'm trying to see what was, what is, where we're going, um, yep. and like I said, this is where the longhand part of now seeking for these new. Um, digital platforms that'll do it for us because yep well it it is tiring but now that i'm able to see okay here's where we're at labor here's where we're at as far as our food costs um you know it it makes a difference and it helps the decisions that we need to make it gives us that you know i I think it's the most important thing it's the it's it's something that many, many operators skip, and I, hands down, I think it's the I think it's the most important thing we can do, is to understand yeah. that our I was talk about it the path to profitability, like how right. do I make money? Like how, how do you like this business exists to generate a profit so that we can go pay for things? Um, right. What's our path to doing that? Great. So, talk to me then. So you implemented these managers. You've done so, yes. uh, so it's not impacting the profitability. The restaurant's still keeping mm-hmm. your labor costs in line. Um, how are how is the staff? Is the staff appreciating these new roles on the floor? Are they taking to them? They are. Um, I think the biggest impact was that the structure is now there because in when you're hitting your dinner rush is hitting, you know you have somebody who's. Over here, they forgot these drinks, so we got to get this table sat. You know, it gets a little chaotic. And to have somebody there is that support system of, hey, it's okay. We got this. I'll help you take this drink, uh, this table's order. Your drinks have already been delivered. They're just waiting to put in order. Um, yep. That's where I think has made the biggest difference is that, yes, we, we added to our um, labor, but we're able to run more efficiently to where the the turnover has been much better. The customer service has been much better. And that's where that balanced out quite nicely, I would say. They've been able to see that themselves too. Yeah. You know, yeah, face good. it, we're creatures of habit and, and it is hard to break, but it's just, you just gotta take that uh, step and just mm-hmm. say, it's gonna be that regardless, you know, if you don't yeah. like it, you know, there there's the door. We've <laughs> yeah, gotta yeah, do sure. it. You know? And, uh, and so they have, um, especially those that were the managers and then they're just, you know, they're, like you said, it's, it, they've been able to give that service to their customers without having to go put out those files yeah. or somebody to do it. And so, um, they have, uh, they've accepted it, uh, quite well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. So then what's the next sort of thing that you're looking to implement? Now that you got these managers in there, that sort of eases the friction and, you know, smooths out the, the rough edges of service. What What's sort of next? I know Restaurant 365 is sort of the next piece that you're going to implement. What else? Mm-hmm. What are you looking to do next? So now the next beast to tackle is just going to be our back of the house structure. You know, we've got, like, like I said, we're so blessed to have some employees who have been here for a decade, two decades plus. And they've been tremendous key players in our operation because in these times of transitioning to a new process, a new a new structure, you know, some of them have just adapted so well that, okay, I know that we're focusing over here front of the house, but let, let's just at least stay in, in this area and we will be able to focus a little more on XYZ appropriately. So now the next beast to tackle is the back of the house uh, operation. And, and uh, don't get me wrong, like it's, we wouldn't be able to do it if there wasn't some structure in place, but you know, there's always a little sharpening to be done and tightening up on the edges that front of the house is now operating. Now let's focus on the back. And those that have been here for the yeah, longest for sure. time have been that have been that glue to you know especially yeah. going through the pandemic, and not finding employees, uh, you know that yes. they they really uh, stepped up and put some hours in you know making sure that it continued because we never shut down during all of it. We, yeah, we, for sure. That's where the the to goes increased, mm-hmm. uh, you know where people realized you know that there was another way of of being able to get their their favorite meal that they didn't you know some people that never did take out or whatever and so yep. um yeah they it dealing with with the the new employees or those that turnover there <laughs> trying to find the the right people uh yep. to put in place for sure there. so yeah. for sure absolutely uh well listen guys i want to be really respectful of your time we're just coming to the end of our time together um, so before I let you go, I want to make sure to give you a chance to send people, the listeners, uh, send them to where they can go learn more about what you guys are up to. Sure. So, uh, of course, you'll see our dinosaur website that was uh, our calling card. So you can <laughs> transition to track one El Paso dot uh, com. If we're on Facebook and Instagram as well, uh, those platforms and uh Come visit us when you're in El Paso. Uh, we kind of started a little motto that we're the, the trains by the planes because we're close to the airport. So if you don't remember the name, you can, most people do kind of will recognize, you know, the, oh, restaurant wings. Uh, if, yeah. if you can't remember when you're in El Paso, please come see us. We'd love to to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're blessed For to sure. have a lot of people that come through uh, at, that we've met uh, nationwide. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, one of us, we're always here. Like, you know, we restaurants demand us to be here, and we uh, sometimes we're both here, but one of us will, will always be here, and we'd, we'd love to, to meet everybody who's who's listening and let us know that you you heard us through here, and it, yep. it, it'd be a fantastic conversation and experience. When are yeah, you going to come down? We're going we're yeah. to coach on that next, this, uh, this idea that awesome. you guys have to be there all the time. Uh, cause I right, don't subscribe right. to that and we're going to, 
let's continue putting these other pieces in place. And then I'd love that to be the next conversation, uh, figuring out how you guys spend less and less time there. Um, Correct. So that if you want to be there, you're there, but, but that you're not needed there. Uh, we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that for the next one. All right, guys, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for doing this. I will talk to you later. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you. Everybody have a great day. So once again, I want to thank Joseph and Lolly for taking time out of their day to sit and chat with me, to go on the hot seat, as it were, uh, to do this coaching format. Uh, I hope they got a lot out of it, and I hope you got a lot out of this conversation. Again, the whole point of doing these is so you better understand what coaching is all about, trying to to, uh, lift the curtain so you can take a peek and, and see what it's all about. If you're ever curious to learn more about my mastermind program that I run, it's a group coaching uh, format for restaurant owners all over the country. We've now filled the first two groups. We're launching and filling a third group. If you want to learn more, then please just set up a call. Visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. That call is absolutely free. It's 30 minutes with someone from my team. We'll get to learn more about you and your restaurant. You'll get to learn more about the program to see if you think the program is something that you think could help you. If you're struggling with profitability, this is the place to be set up that free call again that link is in the show notes i appreciate you guys being here each and every week i will see you next time